It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I am so glad that you are here. I hope you're having a wonderful time, and I hope this episode is no exception. Um, let's see. What what can we say? We have a, a good range of words here in this episode, and um, let's see. Well, I thought I had something else to say. I don't know. Just, uh, I'm Spencer. I'm reading the book to you, and I hope you're enjoying it. The first word is dinitrophenol or dinitrophenol, or no, it would be phenol, dinitrophenol, is that how people say it? D-I-N-I-T-R-O-P-H-E-N-O-L, noun from 1873, any of six isomeric crystalline crystalline compounds, C6H4N2O5, some of whose derivatives are pesticides dinitrophenols. Some of them get rid of the pests. That's all I got to say about that one. So I think the sound effect that I'm going to do today is going to be like a roar. And we'll see where that goes. The next word is the first form of the word dink. D-I-N-K. Dink, dink. Dink, 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 dink. Noun from 1903. This synonym is is dinghy. We had that in the previous episode. D-I-N-G-H-Y. It's a boat, a sailboat, a rowboat, a little boat, a rubber life, rubber life raft. Uh, so I guess they also call them a dink. Roar. The second form of dink, noun from 1939. The synonym is drop shot. Drop shot. So the etymology says it is from dink, which means to hit with a drop shot. And we will have to wait until the DR section to learn about drop shot. My first guess guess is maybe basketball, Uh, but it could be other things. I mean, it could be tennis. It could be racquetball. It could be anything else with a racket and a ball. Uh, Lots of options of a drop shot, could be something that I, I I can't even think of. Maybe it's not even sports-related. Dink. Maybe golf? I don't know. The next word. Rawr. The third form of dink. Noun from 1974. And this is slang. And also, um, yes, is disparaging. At least that's what the etymology says. Uh, the synonyms are nitwit, jerk, and nerd. A dink, a dink is a nitwit, nitwit, jerk, and nerd. And it, it does say it's perhaps it's from the word dink, which is a disparaging name for a Vietnamese. So this is a word that you probably should not use. And, you know, just because we're talking about it, we will also say, which I don't even remember if we recorded this, if this was in the book, but um, another one that's very similar that you should not use is uh, chink, C-H-I-N-K. That's also a very mean, disparaging word, so please don't use that either. The next word, the fourth form of dink, the last of the dink words. 
All the other ones have died out. This is the only one remaining. It is a noun from 1986, and it is often, it doesn't show it here, but it is often all caps, uh, which I will explain shortly. It is a couple with two incomes and no children, and then also a member of such a couple is also called a dink. So Sharon and I are dinks because it is double income, no kids. That's why, that's when it would be all caps, D-I-N-K. Uh, there is, uh, I've, I've seen, um, you know, when, when people put the little, little sticky sticker things on the back of their car that shows who they are and their kids and, you know, the, their genders and maybe animals and things like that. Uh, I've also seen them where they've got just two adults and then a bag of cash next to them instead of the kids. And that's not necessarily true, but I just thought that that was a funny image. Um, you know, if you don't have to spend the money on the kids, which are very expensive, kids are super expensive, uh, then you maybe you can use it for other things. Maybe, first of all, maybe you just need it just to live because everything is so expensive and a lot of people don't make a lot of money. And so you just need to pay your bills with that. But if you're lucky enough to um, have enough for, for that, then maybe you can save the money. Uh, maybe you can go on vacations. I do recommend people become dinks. Go be a dink. We have too many kids, too many people anyway. The next word. Rawr. Dinka. Capital D-I-N-K-A. Noun from 1861. One. A member of a pastoral people of the Nile Valley in South Central Sudan. Um, the Nile Valley. So this would be, I think, in Northeast Africa. Um, Egypt is, I think, way up in the corner there, and that's where the Nile is. But, you know, the Nile Valley, that's probably a whole big, big area. So Sudan uh, is, I'm guessing, next to Egypt. I don't remember. I did have to memorize all of the countries in Africa in junior high, and I don't remember most of them anymore. Um so, you know, but I, I, I remember where the Nile is, so I'm using that to figure this out. So that the, the Dinka people, they live over there, and they, they're pastoral. Number two, the Nilotic language of the Dinkas is called Dinka. Now, I don't know what Nilotic means. N-I, oh, it would be the language by the Nile. Are there other Nilotic languages? Hmm. There must be. If it's all if there if these are languages that are in the Nile Valley, then yeah, there must be a, a number of them. Uh, this is from their word, the, the Dinka word, Jian, J-I-E-N, Jiang. Uh, it is a it just says it's a self-designation. So the and it's funny because it's the word is from the word. <laughs> the language is Dinka. And the people are the Dinka, and or the person is the Dinka, and uh, I think yeah, Ding Dinka. That's how you pronounce it. Um, so yeah, it's just their word for for them and their language. Now I don't know exactly how their word is pronounced, though. It says Jian. Now why wouldn't it be Dinka? Is it Jinka Jian Dian? 
I don't know how the pronunciation changes things. The next word. Dinky. D-I-N-K-E-Y. Or you can get rid of the E. Noun from 1874. And it is a small locomotive. Hmm. A small train is a dinky. It says it's probably from dinky with no E, which is one of the approved spellings. Um, But that will be uh, in this episode, so I guess we'll talk more about that later. That's a problem for future Spencer. The next word. Dinkum. D-I-N-K-U-M. First form. Adjective from 1905. This is from Australia and New Zealand, and the synonyms are authentic and genuine, and it is often used with the word fair, F-A-I-R, as in, I was fair dinkum about my interest in their culture. And that is a quote from Percy Tresses, Tresses, a Tresses, I don't know how to say Percy's last name. I apologize. Uh, Let's see. My brain wants to do this quote in an Australian or New Zealand accent, and I feel feel, uh, nervous that I would mess that up. So I I feel like I need to practice in my head first. And and I did just recently record with uh, Karen O'Leary from New Zealand, so I have a little bit of it in my head. I was fair dinkum about my interest in their culture. I don't think that was too bad. Now, what is this? It's an English dialect word, so obviously not everybody in the English-speaking world says it. It's like like I said, it's mostly Australian and New Zealand. Uh, So their word is dinkum, which means work or share of work. And it's authentic and genuine. Those are the synonyms. So I was fair, authentic, fair, genuine about my interest in their culture. So, um, yeah, it's just about, about being... True, real, authentic, genuine. I am fair dinkum about uh, doing this podcast and being interested in all of these things and uh, having respect for all people. The next word. The second form of dinkum is an adverb from 1915. And uh, this is also Australian and New Zealand, and the synonyms, it's very similar. The synonyms are truly and honestly, as in, uh, no, it is often used again with the word fair, and it is often used interjectionally, and it doesn't give an example like the previous one. So, yeah, I guess you can use it as an adjective or an adverb, depending on the context. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. This is a new one because I, I have not had a lot of experience with uh, Australian and New Zealand language. You know, I learned a few words, but um, yeah, this one's new to me. I wish I had known this before I talked with Karen. I'll try and remember to mention it when we chat again because we definitely plan on chatting again. The next word. Dinky. D-I-N-K-Y, adjective from 1880. It is overly or unattractively small. Unattractively small? Really? 
as in the example, drives a dinky little car. Also, uh, the British definition is attractively small. Why would one be unattractively small and the other one is attractively small? I never would have thought that unattractively small would be dinky. Hmm. That's very subjective. Um, and then the, the British synonym is cute. Something that is very small and cute is dinky. This is from, what is, is the, would this be the Scottish word? It must be. I should do a quick double check on this. Uh, nope, not that page. I think it's the next page. Uh, I don't know what else. It could be Scandinavian. Uh, yes, Scottish, obviously. Uh, it's from the Scottish word dink, which means neat. Oh, that's neat. Neat and clean and very cool. So, backtracking to Dinky with an E-Y, it's a small locomotive, probably from Dinky, which is small and either attractive or not attractive. Now I want to see an example of the small locomotive. Would would this be maybe, you know, at um, uh, parks, uh, you know, Disney World, Six Flags, something like that, amusement parks, uh, you know, they have little trains often, so maybe those are called dinkies. I don't know. I have never heard of a small train being called a dinky. This is not a dinky podcast because it's huge, and I'm almost at 1,400 episodes, or maybe this is even episode 1,400. I don't know. We're right there. There's a lot of episodes, a lot of content. It's not dinky at all, but it is definitely unattractive. Next. Dinner. It's what I'm going to be eating later. Noun from the 13th century, 1A. The principal meal of the day. It's the main one. I think everybody would maybe have different opinions about which one's the main meal. Maybe it's breakfast. Maybe it's lunch. Maybe it's dinner. Some people like to say supper. 1B. A formal feast or banquet. That's a dinner. That's a real dinner. Number two, it is the number two definition for something that I don't know how to pronounce, but I'm going to try it and say table d'hote, table d'hote. It's two words. The first word is spelled table, but I don't know if it's pronounced that because the second word is spelled d apostrophe. H-O-T-E, and there is a horizontal horizontal line over the O, so it's probably dote. Now, did we have this, just that word? We didn't have table dote, but we did recently have the D-H section, so I really want to look and remind myself. Uh, no, we had dole and dote. There was no dote. So I guess we have to wait until the T's to learn about what that is. Table d'hote, number two definition, it's a dinner. Number three, the food prepared for a dinner, as in, eat your dinner. Eat it. I don't care, just eat it. Get yourself an egg and beat it. Four, a packaged meal, usually for quick preparation, as in, warmed up, a frozen dinner. That's very specific. I feel like the, a frozen dinner, it's still it's still dinner. It's still the food for dinner. It's still the meal dinner. 
I, I, I don't, that one seems like unnecessarily specific, but whatever, you know, they gotta, they gotta put in all the things. Dinnerless is an adjective, something that none of us want to be. Sometimes people are, sometimes who can't afford lots of things, they, they don't have a dinner, they're going dinnerless. Maybe a kid, maybe if a kid did a bad thing, said a bad thing, maybe they got in trouble, they got grounded, they, they are going to be dinnerless, they got to go to bed with no dinner. That's a, that's a harsh punishment. This is from Anglo-French, dinner, which means meal. From disner, which is probably not pronounced that way, which means to dine. Go dine on your dinner. Dinner. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. I very much enjoy eating dinner at the end of a long day. I'm hungry. I want to eat some food. And uh, we make some good, simple food all up in this house. Tonight, we're going to have some pizza. The next word. Dinner jacket. Two words. Noun from 1891. You gotta wear your jacket while you're eating dinner. It is a jacket for formal evening wear. Dinner jacketed is an adjective. There are some places that won't you they won't let you in unless you have a dinner jacket or a tie or something. I don't go to places like that. I don't need a formal jacket to eat a dinner. Next, dinner theater. Two words, and I should say that theater is spelled E-R at the end because some people like to spell it with an R-E. Maybe you wear your dinner jacket to your dinner theater. Noun from 1960, a restaurant in which a play is presented after the meal is over. You are going to be at this restaurant for a very long time. What's your meal? How long is your meal going to take? Probably at least 30 minutes to an hour. And then the play is probably going to be one or two hours. It's a, it's a long time. Can, you, uh, can the play go while you're eating dinner? That's probably very distracting for the performers. Don't do that. You eat. You have a nice conversation. Uh, maybe, oh, what was the one that we had? You, you can dine out on some dinner conversation and then then you watch some dinner theater it's an all-in-one kind of situation next oh and i thought that there was something in here but there's not um we we did not have dinner bell for some reason i thought that i read that in here um i guess it's not a big enough thing the dinner bell i thought of it uh well i, I mentioned it because first i thought i saw it in here but also um, you know, they might be giants have a song called Dinner Bell. Dinner Bell, Dinner Bell Ring. Dinner Bell, Dinner Bell. And maybe I'll put in a clip. I've been leaving on my things. So in the morning when the morning bird sings, there's still dinner on my dinner jacket till the dinner bell ring. Um, it should be in here, but it's not. The dinner bell. You wear your dinner jacket while you're ringing the dinner bell, and then you watch some dinner theater, and then you have, you have had... At some point, dinner time. Noun from the 14th century, the customary time for dinner. Everybody has a different customary time. Some people, particularly the old people, maybe they're having dinner at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. 
or the early evening. Some people are eating dinner at maybe 8 or 9 p.m. There are some countries, a lot of European countries, they have dinner very late. 7, 8, 9, 10, something, because the, during the day, it's much more casual. They might even take a nap during the day, so everything kind of gets pushed back. Uh, typically, we eat dinner around 6 or 7. Uh, yeah. What's your dinner time? When do you ring the dinner bell? Next. Roar! Dinnerware. This is one word, and where is spelled W-A-R-E, where, dinnerware, noun from 1895, and it is tableware other than flatware. So flatware is the silverware that you don't, you don't wear it, but you use it to eat your food, but then all the other things on the table that are not the silverware or flatware is the, the dinnerware. So what is this? Plates and cups and saucers and bowls and uh, maybe glasses. Yeah, it's all the dinnerware. If you got the fancy dinnerware, just use it. Just just use it every once in a while. You don't have to wait for somebody fancy to come over. Just use your fancy dinnerware. Or also just don't have fancy dinnerware because you might break it if you're clumsy like me. So just get some some cheap stuff. Next, we are moving into a new section, kind of. We have RAR Dino. Noun from 1936. Number one. (laughs) Number one is the number one definition for the word dinosaur, which is in this episode. And then number two is the number two definition for dinosaur. And then they just shortened it to dino because not everybody wanted to say dinosaur. The next word. Dinoflagellate or dinoflagellate or dinoflagellate. D-I-N-O-F-L-A-G-E-L. L-A-T-E, dinoflagellate, noun from 1889, and it is any of an order of chiefly marine, planktonic, usually solitary, unicellular phytoflagellates that include luminescent forms, forms important in marine food chains, and forms causing red tide. And the order name is Dinoflagellata. Dinoflagellata. The name is from the Greek dinos or dinos, which means rotation or eddy, E-D-D-Y. And uh, that's that's all I know. Something about maybe the waters, because they are marine, planktonic, solitary, unicellular, phytoflagellates. Um... I think we need to post a link in the show notes so you can learn more about the dino flagellates. And then maybe we'll put a link. No, maybe we'll post a picture on the social media if they look interesting. Next. Next. Roar. Dinosaur. I don't want to do a full loud dinosaur sound, and I wouldn't do a good job anyway. But you know, you there's a lot of movies that you can watch that mimic what maybe a dinosaur sounded like. 
We don't completely know, but I think we have a pretty good idea. Dinosaur. Noun from 1841. The thing that every child is fascinated by, and even a lot of adults. One. Any of a group of extinct, often very large, chiefly terrestrial, carnivorous, or herbivorous reptiles of the Mesozoic era. They very specifically are talking about the Mesozoic era, but weren't they part of other eras too? Hmm. I'm also curious if one of these other ones are going to mention birds. This book is a little old. It's not so old. I think they I think they knew that a lot of dinosaurs or birds or birds are dinosaurs even when this book was made. Let's see. Number Oh, the group name is Dinosauria. 2. Any of various large extinct reptiles as ichthyosaurs other than the true dinosaurs. So what makes a dinosaur true or false? True or false? Dinosaurs. Number three, one that is impractically large, out of date, or obsolete. So that could be maybe very old scientists who do not think or believe that there is a connection between dinosaurs and birds. They would be dinosaurs because they are old, out of date, obsolete. They have not, they're not using the up-to-date science. Uh, maybe people who are not, uh, how do we say this, uh, you know, who, who don't think that uh, gender is a spectrum or that uh, gay people should be allowed to get married or things about race or other things, you know, those very old people, uh, they are dinosaurs because they're not up with the, the modern ways of thinking. They are on the wrong side of history. They would be dinosaurs. Dinosaurian is an adjective, and dinosauric is also an adjective. The name dinosaur is from the New Latin dinosaurus, which is the genus name, which is from Greek dinos, D-E-I-N-O-S, which means terrifying. And then soros means lizard. Terrifying lizard. It's a very creative name. And then there's more at the word dire, D-I-R-E. Uh, they, I, I will subjectively say they were not all terrifying. I think that there are some that uh, are very small and cute, some that would not probably have been able to hurt a human because that's the context, the lens that we're looking at them from. Um, you know, some, some were very, very chill, maybe, probably, and just ate plants. That's not necessarily terrifying, although they did probably have some, some of them had um, uh, defense mechanisms like horns or a big, uh, like a battering ram for a tail or things like that. And so that, that could also be terrifying. Um, yeah, that was just the name that they came up with in the 1800s, 1841. Uh, you know, that's getting close to 200 years ago. It's probably when they started finding the first dinosaurs. 
Oh, there, there's some funny images of they just sort of threw the bones together and what they thought it might be with really no regard towards science and how things should be. And so there were some very funny versions, um, artist renditions of, oh, this dinosaur looked like that. And then later they're like, oh, no, that was very wrong. And, you know, that was a long time ago. We've learned a lot, but we're still we're still figuring things out, like the whole dinosaur-bird connection. Uh, that's a fairly new thing. And, you know, what else are we going to learn about dinosaurs in the next 20, 30, 50 years? Dinosaurs, I don't know. What what can you say about dinosaurs? Obviously, you got to talk about Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, uh, a film franchise that has gone on way longer than it probably should. But at the same time, I am uh, very curious to see how long they can let this go on for and uh, how ridiculous, how insane can it go and i'm i'm here for it um what kid didn't like dinosaurs uh or doesn't like you know a lot of kids probably don't but especially when you're a child you're fascinated by these creatures and uh yeah i don't think that they should ever uh clone them if they ever really could do it i don't know if they can i don't think they should i don't think we need any real dinosaurs running around we have moved past that time they had their time they had millions of years and they they botched it up all right i think we need to read the last couple words roar if you couldn't tell that's my very bad dinosaur sound you know they all sounded different too uh there there was the dilophosaurus which in the original jurassic park had very like kind of high-pitched sound and you know they're all different they're all different roar the next word is the last word first form of the word dint d-i-n-t and we will have both both forms in this episode noun from before the 12th century number one is archaic the synonyms are blow and stroke it's a dint it's archaic number two synonyms are force and power Three, the synonym is the second form of the word dent, D-E-N-T. Hmm, a dent is a dint. And the phrase, by dint of, is by force of. That's what it means. Also, it could mean the synonym, because of. As in the example, succeeded by dint of hard work. They succeeded because of the hard work, the force that they put into it. That is why they succeeded. I am putting a lot of hard work into this podcast, and so it will clearly be a success by dint of my hard work. Uh, This is from, well, let's see, Old Norse dinter, which means uh, noise. It means noise. Hmm. A noise like a Dino roar? Roar! I'm a dino! The second form of dint is a transitive verb from 1597. One, to make a dent in. Dinting a car, you're making a dent in the car when you dint it. Two, to impress or drive in with... to, To impress or drive in with force. So pressing a th- 
thing, driving a thing in, pushing a thing in with with force is a you're dinting. Mm, okay. All right. Let's reread the words. We had dinitrophenol or phenol. Dink 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 dink. Dinka dinky dinkum dinkum dinky dinner dinner jacket dinner theater dinner time dinnerware dino dino flagellate dinosaur dint and dint let's see i like the dink and the dinky and the dinkum uh dinner i mean come on this my one of my favorite meals of the day uh let's see but i you know i think i just have to pick a dinosaur as the word of the episode maybe dino do we want to do dino or dinosaur dino is kind of fun because we can say dino dna that's from jurassic park uh let's see there's probably dino songs uh but we don't know any of them so we're gonna sing dinos 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 are really cool there's lots of dinos there's little dinos there's big dinos and then there's medium dinos some dinos eat other dinos and some dinos eat plants that's all i know dinos don't wear pants that is going to be the end of this episode thank you very much for listening and until next time this is spencer dispensing information goodbye